Welcome to the Calvary Assembly Podcast with weekly messages from Calvary Assembly of God Church in Lexington, Nebraska. You can find out more online at lexag.org and on Facebook at Calvary Assembly Lex. Thanks for listening. Well, this morning, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. I mean, you know, it's a new year. Thank you. Yeah, good. You figured it out. Uh, and uh, typically on a new year, what do we do? We make New Year's resolutions or New Year's commitments. Uh, and if, if you've ever set one of those and not fulfilled it, you're in the majority. Most of us don't. They say most New Year's resolutions are forgotten by February. Uh, I'm an overachiever. I forget mine by the end of January sometimes. So, uh, but, you know, we all set those things. And so what I want to do this morning is I want to give you a couple of ideas for some resolutions that, that would be really helpful for all of us. These are things that we've picked up over the years. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever gone to a gym in January. It's hilarious. People, like, they have this New Year's resolution. I'm going to get in shape. And they come, they hit a hard and you can't get on any equipment for like three weeks, and then it just kind of goes back to normal. You know, it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, I actually, I found a workout you can do on one piece of equipment because you can't get anything else sometimes. So, uh, and you see people walking funny because they hit it really hard and they, they're sore. So, it's kind of fun. Uh, Philippians chapter 3, I'm going to read a resolution that the Apostle Paul gives. And uh, I think this is something that we can all lean into. Philippians chapter 3, starting in verse 13, he's talking about that he hasn't reached perfection yet. And so he says this in verse 13, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. It is perfection, what he's talking about. But I focus on this one thing, forgetting the what? The past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on. If you underline in your Bibles or in your notes app or your Bible app highlight, that's the one. I press on to the end of the race. And receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. He says, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Paul said, I'm letting go of all the stuff that was back here. And I'm focusing on what God has for me. Now when Paul's saying all the stuff that was back there, did Paul have a lot of good things in his past? Actually, he kind of did. He had a lot of bad too. You know, he was persecuting the church and all that. But Paul really wanted to know the Lord. Paul was way up in the Jewish ranks. He had a lot of good things, and he had a lot of bad things. And Paul's saying, I'm forgetting it all, and I'm pressing on for what Jesus has for me. And guys, this is the resolution I would say that we really should look at, is letting go of what's happened in the past year or years and pushing forward, focusing. Uh, How many guys have ever been pulled over by a police officer before? You ever been there? Uh, if you've ever received a ticket, you know that sometimes to get out of a ticket, you can take a class, right? Uh, yeah, a, a safe driving class. Uh, and so I found these. This is from the California Department of Transportation's driving school. Uh, this is their Saturday school for driving offenders. And so this is some actual people don't learn. Uh, this is some answers to some questions. Do you yield when a blind pedestrian is crossing the road? Real answer, what for? You can't see my plates. When driving fog, what driving through fog, what should you use? Your car. What problems would you face if you were arrested for drunk driving? I'd probably lose my buzz a lot faster. Who has the right of way when four cars approach a stop sign at the same time? The pickup truck with the biggest gun rack. <laughs> what changes would occur in your lifestyle if you could no longer drive lawfully? 
I'd be forced to drive unlawfully. <laughs> they actually put these on the exam. So how many of you know, sometimes we just don't learn very well, do we? And so today I'm going to say one of the things that we can do that we can really look for in the new year is learn to forget our failures. We need to learn to forget our failures. All of us fail. All of us. The ones in this room that have been the Christians the longest, the ones watching online that have been Christians the longest, the ones who were the newest Christian are making a new commitment to Christ. We all mess up, don't we? Even though we push and we, we press in towards Christ, we still mess up. And so Paul said, I forget what's behind and I strain toward what's ahead. We have to learn to forget our failures. Now, I'm not saying completely forget them because we need to learn from them. But don't let those failures hold us back. We have to let go of past mistakes and failures. We have to let them go. Because Paul says when we're in Christ, we're a new what? Creation. He says all things are new. All the junk that we've done in the past is gone. This last week, my family and I, we went back to Missouri where I grew up. And, you know, it's always kind of fun going back to your hometown. But it's also kind of sad sometimes, isn't it? Because you're reminded of all the stupid things you did when you were younger there, right? You know, I'll say, yeah, I, you know, yep, yep, yeah, uh-huh. I'm glad I'm different. <laughs> it's really fun when you meet people who knew you back in the day and said, wow, you're different. Yeah, I am. Thanks, Jesus. <laughs> but it's good to remember that, that we're not that same person before Christ we're different through Christ. And so we need to, to let go. And like I said, we don't necessarily forget them because we want to learn from those things, but we move forward. Some of you guys are in middle school or in high school, and you have to live up to the expectations of your older siblings that went through. Oh, you're so-and-so's brother or sister. <laughs> Sometimes I say, wow, that's great. Other times I say, good luck. You know, so we have to let go of the junk that happened in the past because we're new. And we have to learn from our past mistakes. Guys, Paul over and over talked about his past life. And he said, I've learned from that. I'm different now. And guys, we can all learn from things we've done in the past. But don't let the past hold you back from the future. Because you're in Christ, you're new. You're different. So through Christ, we can make new. And we have to press on towards our future. There's a band that I really like, and I know Pastor Amber really likes, called Reliant K, and they have a song called Pressing On, and the whole song is I'm pushing forward, I'm moving forward for what God has for me. And it's always one of my favorite New Year songs, but he says, I'm pressing on, I'm moving forward. And guys, that's what we want to do. So in the new year, I'm going to challenge you guys to let go of the past and really move forward in what Christ has for you. This year, let it be the year that you really make a lot of progress towards what Jesus has for us, right? So we have to forget our failures, and then secondly, we made the resolve to release grudges. We need to release grudges. What do I mean by that? Forgive things. It's so easy to hold on to stuff, isn't it? It's so easy to allow hurt feelings and things to roll forward. But guys, it's a new year. And I know it's just a different day on the calendar, whatever. But it's a new year. So in this new year, I'm going to challenge each and every one of us to forgive some things. Forgive things that maybe have hurt us. Maybe forgive things that, that we've done, forgive things that other people have done. But listen to what Paul says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. He says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion. The New Living Translation that I have on the screen says, Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourself with tender heart and mercy. The NIV says, compassion. It says, tender hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance. For each other's faults. 
What does that mean? People aren't going to be perfect. (laughs) We're not perfect. We can't expect other people to be perfect. People are going to mess up. People are going to irritate you. Somebody might have already irritated you today, 10 and a half hours into the new year. I had people irritating me 30 minutes into the new year, setting fireworks off on the street, right? So, but we have to make allowances for each other's faults. He says, forgive anyone who offends you. Now, listen when it says, remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And above all, clothe yourself in kindness, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Paul says we have to make allowances for each other's faults and forgive. We have to forgive others when they hurt us. We have to forgive. I like the, the NIV. It says, bear with each other and forgive one another if anyone has a grievance. And then he says, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together. So guys, here's the thing. A grudge is an unforgiving spirit that leads to unforgiving attitudes and unforgiving actions. A grudge is an unforgiving spirit that leads to unforgiving attitudes and unforgiving actions. Guys, if we hold on to anger, you know what it's going to do? It's going to destroy us. When we hold on to unforgiveness, it leads to an unforgiving attitude. And I don't know if you've ever met someone who's bitter, who's allowed bitterness to take root in their lives, but it's not a pleasant thing, is it? Because they hold on to everything. They hold on to every little thing. And it's like, guys, you just got to move on at some point, right? So, and here's the thing. We see in Scripture, if we let it, unforgiveness will slowly devour us. Max Lucado said this, unforgiving servants always end up in prison, prisons of anger and guilt and depression. Unforgiving servants always end up in prison, prisons of anger and guilt and depression. In Genesis chapter 4, we see Cain and Abel, these two brothers, and one of them was upset at the other one. And listen to what the Lord said to Cain. Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what's right, will you not be accepted? But if you don't do what's right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Other translations say you must conquer it. He was angry at his brother, and he ended up killing his brother, as if you remember the story. But he was upset, and it says, anger or sin is crouching at your door. I love that picture. And I, I forgot to grab it. I was going to grab one for you. But I found a picture on the Internet one day of an alligator sitting outside someone's door. It's amazing. Just kind of hanging out there. <laughs> and somebody took a picture of it. Um, and it always reminds me of that verse. Sin is crouching at your door. It wants to have you. Guys, unforgiveness is the most surefire way to make sure you don't get where you want to be in life. Anger and unforgiveness and grudges will slowly eat us up from the inside out. We're in a prison. I love how Max Lucado said that. So we have to forgive from our hearts. We have to forgive from our heart. I found a quote by by a man named James Pettigrew says this, the Lord isn't asking you to ignore whatever the person has done to you. He isn't asking you to pretend that it didn't happen. He doesn't ask you to condone it, to pretend that it doesn't matter. What God asks you to do is forgive the grievance. That means to acknowledge how wrong and painful what was done to you was, but to decide to forgive the person who did the wrong to you. So, you know, sometimes we say, well, if I forgive him, I'm letting him off the hook. Yeah, you are. 
That's what we have to do. We have to let them off the hook. We have to be able to wish them well. We have to be able to say, I forgive you. Yeah, it was bad. What you did was terrible. I'm not, I'm not forgetting it, but I'm letting you go. Now, guys, sometimes we have to remember what they did to us because they'll do it again and again and again if we allow them. So we have to remember, but we choose to forgive it. That doesn't mean you allow it to happen over and over again. Guys, there, there have been people in my life I've had to say, you know what, I love you. I forgive everything that's gone on. But it's just not good for us to be friends. We, we need to stop this. So I, I'm not mad. I'm not upset. I'm just not going to hang out with you anymore. We're just not going to do this because every time we do, drama happens. And I don't like it. And you don't like it. We don't need it. And so, you know, we're still friends. We'll still text every once in a while, but we just don't get together. And so sometimes we have to do that for the health of our family, for the health of our relationship with God. So who do we have to forgive? Some of us need to forgive parents for things they've done. Some of us need to forgive our kids for things they've done. Some of us need to forgive siblings or our spouse or a boss or a coworker, our church family, our pastors, our leaders over us. Because we're all human. Every one of us does things that we shouldn't. Every one of us say things that are hurtful. Every one of us forget things, right? And so we have to be able to forgive those and let those go. And again, it doesn't mean you don't acknowledge that it happened. You just say, I let it go. And here's the thing. That's exactly what Jesus did for us, wasn't it? He let us go. The Bible says we have to forgive as God forgave us. Jesus even tells a parable. It says, if you don't forgive others, God can't forgive you. And the reason is we can't accept forgiveness if we can't give forgiveness. So we need to forgive. We need to let things go. And then we need to restore relationships. We need to restore relationships. Some of us have really strained relationships. And in the new year, it's a great time to restore those things. If we have people that were separated from. Romans chapter 12, verse 17, it says this, don't repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what's right in the eyes of everyone, as I ran over a stand here. If it's possible, as far as it depends on you. Did you catch that? As far as it depends on you, as far as it depends on me, live at peace with everyone. Now, what does Paul say? As far as it depends on you, that means we have to do our part. Now, guys, let me just side here. Sometimes we try to restore a relationship. We reach out, but they don't reach back. That means we've done what we can. As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Don't take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. Did catch that? Leave room for God's wrath because God's way better than we are. It says, don't take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it's written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay. But on the contrary, if your enemy's hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. And here's the thing, don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So guys, if there's a relationship in your life, in our lives, we need to restore it. New Year's a great time to do it. Because we need to resolve to live at peace with others. Live at peace. Now, again, does that mean you have to be besties with everyone? No. <laughs> there are going to be people that you just really don't like, and that's okay. 
There are going to be people out there who don't like you, and I know that is hard to fathom sometimes. But there are people who won't like you. There are people who don't like me, and I'm like, that's crazy. I'm so likable. I'm kidding. No. But it's, it's true. There are people who are just not going to like you. There are people you're just not going to like. You don't have to be best friends, but you have to live at peace with them. That means don't stir up issues. Don't stir up trouble. Love them. It doesn't mean you have to like them, but you have to love them as Jesus loves. So here's the thing that I've always, this has been like my motto. I do what I can, I leave the rest to God. You do what you can and leave the rest to God. There have been people, I'll just be really honest, there have been people in leadership over me who have really hurt me, like really hurt me. And I reached out to them and I said, look, I'm sorry if I had anything to do with this and I want to restore it. And I never heard back. But I said, you know what? I've done what I can. I pray for that person. I've forgiven them. I've asked for their forgiveness and I have to let it go. And so we have to do what we can to live at peace with others and we have to resolve to take initiative in restoring relationships. Take initiative. That means we forgive, we apologize, we reach out, and we leave the rest to God. But as the Christian, sometimes it's up to us to take that initiative. Say, look, I know something happened, we haven't talked in a while, but I just want you to know that I care for you, I love you, I forgive you, and I ask you to forgive me in this. And you know, sometimes it's never going to be restored, but at least you can be at peace knowing you've done what you can. Because I've, I've met people, and I've met entire families who don't talk to each other. And you say, well, what happened? I don't know, really. I don't really know what happened. And so take that initiative. And again, you don't necessarily have to be best friends, but take the initiative to restore those relationships. And then we need to resolve to admit mistakes. Resolve to admit mistakes. There's a pastor named Keith Jury. He's a Wesleyan. He said this, restitution deals with more than property. It's also going back and making things right for the hurtful things I've said or done. It's a lot easier for me to tell you some story than to tell you the difficult and painful times I've had to ask my wife, my boys, my boss, my friends, my secretary to forgive me. Restitution is asking forgiveness for harsh words, for a quick tongue, for cutting remarks. It's asking forgiveness from a brother you hurt, a mom you caused heartache to, a former spouse you maligned. Restitution is confessing and seeking forgiveness from an old business partner, a neighbor, or a roommate. It's admitting my past errors in relationship and humbly seeking forgiveness from the one I've hurt. And it's harder to make personal restitution than property restitution. <laughs> so it's easy. If I took something, it's easy to give it back. But it's a lot harder for me to say, hey, I blew it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I let my mouth run off. I'm sorry that I said this thing that was hurtful. I'm sorry that I did this thing that was hurtful. That's tough. But it's so worth it. It's incredibly worth it to not have these relationships hanging over us that we know aren't right. And so we have to learn to admit mistakes. And then last, we need to resolve to turn our backs on sin. In the new year, it's a great time to get rid of habits and things that hold on to us. Paul says this in Romans chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. So should we keep on sinning so that God can show more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. I love that. Of course not. Since we've died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Now, again, are we going to be perfect? No. Are we never going to sin again? Absolutely. I wish. 
but no, realistically. We're going to blow it. We're going to make mistakes. But we need in the new year to say, you know what? I'm going to do my very best not to sin. I'm not going to allow that habit to hold on to me anymore. I'm not going to allow that thing to hang over me anymore. Because repentance leads to change. Repentance is what we do when we ask Jesus to come into our lives, right? Repentance leads to change. It's a changed behavior, changed attitude, changed priorities. And here's the biggest one. Repentance leads to freedom. Repentance leads to freedom. Guys, there's so many times that we have issues, we have sins in our lives, and we just keep them around almost like a pet, right? We just have this, this one little habit that we know is a sin, and we just keep going back to it, whether it's gossip or lying or pornography or cheating or whatever it might be. These things, we, we kind of let them, and I say, why? Why do we let them go? Well, sometimes it's easier, we feel like it's easier to just let things be normal than to make a change. But you know when freedom comes? When the pain of changing is less is than the pain of staying the same. When the pain of change is less than the pain of staying the same, we're ready to do something about it. And, you know, some of us are there. We're saying, I'm sick of this thing. Hold on to me. I'm sick of this issue that's causing stuff in my life. Then it's time to change. And the new year's a great time to do that, not through our own power, but through the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, it's, it's funny you read sometimes about slaves who were freed, you know, and the abolition of slavery came out and slaves were freed. And, you know, some of them actually just stayed with their master. And some of it was because they liked them. They were good to them. They said, I'm just going to hang out here. But others just said, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> I don't know what else to do. And we read about the people of Israel. God set them free from the nation of Egypt with these incredible signs and miracles and wonders. And they're out in the desert headed to the promised land. And you know what they kept saying? I want to go back. <laughs> and Moses kept saying, you were slaves. Yeah, but we had fish. You know, I mean, it was Incredible. Because I don't want to go back. I want to go back. And some of us are that way in our lives. God sets us free, and we keep going back. So the New Year is a great time to have that freedom. And then lastly, repentance leads to peace. Repentance leads to peace. Proverbs 28, 13 says, Whoever conceals their sin doesn't prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Find freedom. So I'm going to ask the worship team to come up this morning. And I don't know what God is, is speaking to you today, but these are a couple of different things that we could, we could make, a couple of different resolutions that we can make. One is forgetting all the failures, all the stuff in the past, learning from it, but forgetting it, not allowing it to hold us back anymore. One is releasing grudges. Releasing grudges, allowing forgiveness to happen. And one is restoring relationships, and one is, is turning our backs on sins that are holding on to us. So I'm going to ask you to stand this morning. If you're physically able, would you stand? And I don't know if God was speaking to you about one of these things, and he was just kind of nudging and saying, yeah, I really want you to work on this this year. I, I think this would be something great for you to do. Or maybe God was dropping something else in your heart. You say, you know, this is something I really want to do, but... We're going to pray this morning. I'm just going to ask you to just spend some time with God and say, Lord, this is what I want this year. This is what I want to do. This is something I feel that you're asking me to make a resolution to do. So, Lord, I just pray right now, all of us standing here, 
all of us watching online, Lord, would you speak to us and show us some things that you would like for us to start? Maybe it's one of these that, that we talked about this morning. Maybe it's something else you've been laying on our heart. But Lord, we just want to get better this year. We want to grow in our relationship with you. We want to get closer in our walk with you. And these are some ways that we can do that. So would you speak to us today? Would you start nudge us in the direction you want us to go? So I'm going to ask everyone here to just close your eyes with me and just allow God to speak to you this morning. So if you're here, every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. But if you're here and you say, you know, Pastor Rex, I don't have a relationship with Christ. I've never asked Jesus to forgive my sins like you were talking about. I've never, I've never been made new, but I want to do that today. This is this first day of this new year, 2023. I really want to start a relationship with Christ. If that's you, would you slip your hand up right where you're at? We just want to pray with you this morning. All right, if you're here this morning and God is speaking to you about letting go of failures, letting go of things that have happened in the past, maybe this past year, maybe in years past, and you say, you know what? I'm going to cut ties with these things. I'm going to learn from them, but I'm not going to allow them to hold me back anymore. If that's you, would you just raise your hand? We're going to pray with you right where you are. Yeah, absolutely. Some of you are here and you say, you know what? I, I realize there's forgiveness that needs to happen. There's a grudge I've been holding on to, I've been carrying around with me, and I want to get rid of this. I want this to be the year that I'm free of this anger, this hurt. I want to let go of that. I want to see your hands. I want to pray with you this morning. Yeah, absolutely. If you're here today and you say, you know, there's a relationship that I just need to make right. And I'm going to make a resolution this year. I'm going to do what I can to make that right. If that's you, just raise your hands. I want to pray. Yeah. And last, if you're here today and you say, you know, there's just this habit, this sin that's been holding on to me and I'm done. <laughs> This is the year that I'm finished with that. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to resolve to get rid of this. If that's you, let me just see your hands. Yeah. I'm going to pray. And then if you want someone to pray with you about something, you can come down to the front. We'll have someone meet you here and pray with you. And then we're just going to close out with a song. But Lord, right now, I just pray for all those that raise their hands. Lord, for those this morning you're here and they're saying, you know what, I'm done with allowing these failures to hold on to me. I'm going to let go of these things. Lord, I pray that you'd help them today to make a clean break from these things and not allow the past to hold us back anymore from what you've called us to do. Lord, I pray for those who have an anger or a hurt that they've been holding on to. Lord, would you help us to forgive those hurts from the past and be done with those. To not allow those to have a hold on us anymore. To not allow those to have power over us anymore. Lord, I pray for those who have relationships that, that need to be restored. Lord, would you help us to make those things right this year so that we don't have those hanging over us. And Lord, for those who say there's a sin or a habit, something that I want to let go of, Lord, would you help us to let those things go and leave those in the past and let this be the year that we walk in freedom. Lord, I pray for all these things today in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to close out with a song here. If you'd like prayer for something, you can come up to the front. Someone will meet you here.